Snagcast. An art show, but not like that. An extended conversation wherein we survey and explore the precarious humanity of artists living and working in Vancouver's creative ecosystem. Exploring the challenges, thrills, outrageous anxiety, and superfluous egos of our friends, peers, and idols. What is an artist? Where do we find inspiration? Do you like me? Why can't I stop crying? Join us for a verbal renaissance of inquest, confusion, made-up jargon, ambiguously inaccurate accents, and very poor sex advice. This might not be good, but it might be perfect. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Snagcast, broadcasting live from Save On Meets on beautiful Hastings Street in downtown Vancouver, British Columbia. My name is Nick Pound. I'm here with my co-host. Katie So. What's up? How are you doing, Katie? Pretty good. Um, looking at this can, it's really dirty. Well, only drink from the inside of it. Just wrap the, my lips around the hole. That's why they invented the canning process. Because the outside you can get as dirty as you want. The inside, still deliciously refreshing. Yeah, I guess so. It just grosses me out. Um, this episode is brought to you by Johnson's Canning. When you need something fresh, try canning. Johnson's Canning. Don't trust him. It's not real. It's not a real ad. Well, I'm. Hashtag just wait till I start that company and sponsor us. So, what's new? Anything to report this fine Sunday? Uh, we just had the VMF slash Drathcona street party yesterday. How was that? It was pretty was good. Was it sunny yesterday? Not really. It was like. Uh, I was working, so I was inside. I have no clue. Overcast, but not gloomy. All right. Um. Solstice. Summer solstice. Summer solstice. Where the days are getting shorter now. Isn't that weird? Right at the beginning of summer, all of a sudden days are getting shorter. Yeah, but also yesterday uh, it was like 10 o'clock and I was walking to do something. Like I'd never do anything that late at night and it was still bright enough out. You know, so. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that's what you say to someone when something's not cool. I do think it's actually kind yeah, of interesting. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Like, oh, uh, when I was a kid, I was like, kind of, it was so boring. It's like, uh, we're not like, we don't have jungles. It's like barely any snakes or like, no tigers or elephants, anything like that. That's what you wanted? You wanted the thrill of predatory danger? Oh, I love predators. Well, try being a woman. Hello. Yeah, I walked home really late last night and I was scared. I kept looking over my shoulder. Mm, that's fair. You ever do any, uh, like, self-defense training? Well, yeah, I was kickboxing for a while there. And then there's the classic put your keys in your fist mm. move. But I just, I just, uh, I was particularly afraid because I was walking in a really quiet, dark residential area where no one could hear me scream. So I went and walked on the main road. Have you ever been in a fight of any kind? No. Physical? 
Uh, yeah, like a physical confrontation where your adrenaline gets going and you gotta, like... I had a guy in, in college, or, like, some guy in my program who was, like, really short, but, like, muscly, like, he was just... Short, yet stout. Yeah, he had that, like, too much testosterone mm. thing. Real teapot body. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, once he got drunk and got all in my face, and I was like, dude, you're, you're fronting me? Like... It's not a good look. That was the only time I've been like, like, you know, the gorilla beating beating his chest type thing. And I was like, what is happening right now? You realize this is a really bad look. I'm not gonna fight you. And if you fight me, I feel like can end well. I'm okay with having either a fight or a flight response. I do not want to freeze. But is that what you're uh, more likely to do? Do you think? Um. I actually don't think so, <laughs> but okay. I'm still worried about it. But I've, I also have no temper, so I've never, I can get like a little bit, I'll be lippy back to someone if they're really starting to get confrontational, but... So you've never been in like a bar brawl? No. It's because, no, don't take this the wrong way, but you're too small. Mm. Well... Like, no one's gonna, like my brother, he's a huge guy, so mm -hmm. he gets like picked for fighting all the time just because he's big so what you're saying is they need to wear like stilts yeah and padding yep get one of those like iron man suits with the puffy section sewn in yep all right exactly. wear that under my clothes yeah let's see what happens when you go also to the bar also tan because that makes you look more muscled yeah and wear a hood mm. hoodie all right all right, let's introduce our guest. Speaking of muscles. Speaking of muscles, he's a Netflix star extraordinaire. Uh, stage actor. Um, screen actor. All around fun person and my lover. Say hello. To Daniel Doney. What is art? <laughs> that's, that's what the show is all about, Yeah, Daniel. it's a cool addition of the show because, I mean, I... I Again, don't mean this in any offense, but I okay. wouldn't consider you a visual artist, per right. se. Well, the art I make can be seen. Yes. So it's a special episode because we're getting some different insight on art because we've had enough people talk about art that also make it. So why not mix it up a little? Also, no one else would come. It's too bad you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's too bad you didn't introduce me like. Uh, like 30 seconds before because I had a fart lined up and I was going to fart into the microphone. Wait, what happened to the fart? It just <laughs> went back inside my body. Good, because it's a small booth. Uh, keep it there. It would have been scentless. How can you know that? You can tell. No, you can't. You can 100% tell how smelly the fart's going to be before it comes out. You can feel <laughs> smart molecules from the inside of your butt? It's based on temperature, mostly. Oh. Oh. Um... They're usually body temperature, no? Well, sometimes no, it'd be they're hotter, a little hotter. Isn't it? Yeah, sometimes they're a little hotter. I get what you mean. If it's really hot, but don't you can't tell till it's out. How no, you can tell. You bake. Well, wait. <laughs> how is that related? <laughs> no I... oven gases, bread. Oh, gas oven is two butts as yeah. Uh, thermometers are to your inner sphincter like bun in the oven but bum in the oven oh yeah. now i get it yeah bum is the oven yeah oh i've got a bum is my oven yeah 
Um, okay, Daniel, I bet you're going to be really good at this. Because cool. I, like I like to start the show off with some tongue twisters, some sweet, vocal warm-ups. Red leather, yellow leather. Okay, he knows some of them already. Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan. <laughs> Rock me, Shaka Khan. Rock me like a hurricanus. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, the, I'm going to do one on the subtle difference between W and WH. Wait, do I have to say them? What's, hap- what's well, happening? Well, we're all going to do one. Oh, good. Oh, okay. different ones? Or are you going to just tell us which ones to do? Uh, I don't know. Your choice. If oh, it sounds fun no. to you, you can try it. Tongue twisters. Okay. Do, how many, do people listen to this? No. No. Okay, cool. Uh, Which I, to check. I feel really bad because if people do and we're just like, ah, everyone sucks, no one listens. And if they do, they're like, oh, okay. I suck. Should we pretend like that it, we're like the highest rated on oh, yeah, Sirius we're, Radio? We're, we're broadcasting to the okay. to the plentiful audience All right, the at masses. our disposal. Okay. Lend us your ears. Great. <laughs> Great. The last bastion of real radio. Which? Which? Whined. When the wine was spilled on the wailing whale. But you don't say that. You don't say those words like that. Which? Which? Don't. Whine. You don't say them like that. When the wine was spilled on the wailing whale. Whine. Now say it normal. Which, which wine when the wine was spilled on the wailing whale? Mm -hmm. See, that sounds cooler. Mm, Well, yeah, I guess it kind of makes me sound like a rapper. Okay, I'll try one. All right, take take your pick. Should saucy sharks seek shelter soon? <laughs> That's hard. Should saucy sharks she- ah, fuck. Should saucy sharks seek shelter soon? Should saucy sharks seek shelter soon? Woo. That's hard. Daniel, what kind of what do you want? A tip of the tongue, R and T H? Just S- plain fun. Crisp, crisp B and B L. I think the S ones are the hardest, so let's do one of the Sers. Alright. <coughs> Passing Esh- you Escher. the list. He's an artist. Hmm? Painter. Escher. Uh, is he He's a painter? He's not a painter, dude. She sits and shines shoes, and when she sits, she shines all day. All day? <laughs> <What's> s- that? <laughs> all day! A skunk sat on a stump. The skunk thought the stump stunk. The stump thought the skunk stunk. Whoa, that's a tough one. Can yep. stumps sense smells. That is what we are hoping to answer today. Do plants have consciousness? I think that they do. I think plants have consciousness. It's just a different form. Yeah, we're, we, we don't... We assume that our consciousness is, like, the best, but it's the only one we understand. Research has shown that plants um, react to screaming and oh, yeah. uh, people being angry at them. Mm-hmm. I've heard that the smell of fresh-cut grass is... A defense is sort of like a warning mechanism of the plant that sends messages to other plants that there's like danger but there's like a what is the plant going to do about it then when they, they move away like, oh they no do, danger they lean away well great you're three centimeters over from the danger yeah they also share water and resources with each other like trees but if uh, there's a tree that's like <laughs> missing they'll be like they'll help each other out we might not even know you know there's certain viruses like when you have the flu the flu virus takes over your body and makes you become more social. Like it's been shown in studies that people with the flu, yeah, right before bef- you have symptoms, right before it becomes contagious, they get really social and they go to parties. They're more likely to go to parties. Hmm. So maybe the trees somehow take over our bodies and make us be like, you know, I kind of want to go inside. I'm cold. Maybe they make us seem cold. Wind. The Ooh. happening. Have you the seen happening, the happening? Yeah. You know how it comes on the wind? Yeah. Have you seen the happening? Comes on the wind is the title of our sex tape man Shyamalan sex tape 
It comes on the wind. Uh, what would that be about? Like a helicopter pilot? And he gets uh, like a horny alien takes over his mind or something. Yeah, and there's one part where he comes into the top of the helicopter and then the helicopter <laughs> like blades it. shoot the cum everywhere. Or it's like a, like a climate change one and, and weather patterns get really severe and extreme. Mm. And uh, it's like a nudist colony, and there's like a crazy hurricane. When the wind just blows Hurricum. so stiffly yeah. against your Hurricum. Uh, yeah. member. Yeah. All right. All great ideas. I'm guys. into it. Yeah. And like there's a bunch of cum in the hurricane. So it, when the hurricane passes through, everybody gets really pregnant. Mm. So pregnant? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the hurricane, the hurricane just keeps impregnating people all across the nation, and nobody knows who their father is. Or it's a cocknado. Mm-hmm. And it's just like... Severed cocks. A, d- a dildo factory was in the path of this tornado, and it lifted it up and then was, like, swooping them around everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah. I think the social consciousness is a bit tired of the whole uh, hyphen-nado uh, movie, though. So we got to go hyphen-cane. Hyphen-cane, I, I heard think, an interview. I, I heard an interview with the with the guy who wrote the first Sharknado mm-hmm. on the radio, it was like on CBC or something. The interviewer was terrible and she kept asking him questions like, so like, how do you feel about, you know, building a career on like a joke, like a silly movie? Right. And like, how do you feel about being known as the guy who made the Sharknado movies? And Great. That means I'm a famous writer. The guy <laughs> was like, well, I'd rather not be considered someone who made something silly and bad i don't think it's bad which is why i made it burn and she was like oh yeah well i mean like you know, oh, oh, oh she probably felt pretty dumb she did feel bad yeah you I tell. Bet. and then he was like oh, I i'd r- i'd rather be known as a filmmaker and screenwriter who mm. also made sharknado <laughs> Yeah. And she was like, oh, yeah, mm, that's great. I mean... <laughs> I felt really bad for him, though. It was a really embarrassing interview, because he was just like, uh... Yeah, no. that's well, embarrassing. Well, he should just have a little more confidence, maybe. Like, yeah, no, he it's was, he was confident. satirical. <laughs> no, he... Yeah, and he obviously knew that, but he was like, I do other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's sad. Anyway, Sharknado. I've never seen it. Never seen Sharknado. Saw the first one. Good? Fine. I prefer Piranha 3 Double D. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who doesn't? You know what I mean? Booyah. Boobyah. Boobyah. Um, Daniel, have you ever been in a natural disaster? Um, I've been in some earthquakes. I mean, you got a torsion. That's kind of a natural disaster. Naturally occurring in my body. Yeah. Uh, I uh, Earthquakes? Um, a couple earthquakes. I remember watching uh, The Hateful Eight at um, the Park Theater on Camby when uh, when an earthquake happened. And the whole place shook, and my first thought was that a grenade had gone off, in, and there was, like, a terrorist attack happening. Hmm. And everybody kind of looked around, and it was like, oh, that was kind of weird. Oh, what was that? The whole place shook. and it, But it was one solid shake. Like, it wasn't, like, a full-on so just one vibration. Bump? It was, like, a, like a, like a one-move thing. Hmm. Yeah. The last earthquake I experienced... Um, we were all at home, and at the time, it was Dave, my roommate, lived upstairs, and it was me and Jack, and Stefan has his bedroom downstairs. Uh, so there were three of us on the top floor. It was late at night. Earthquake. I was already in bed. 
Zena, my cat, was on the bed as well. Felt the shake, woke up, and was like, oh, should I be concerned? And Zena, like, s opened her eyes, looked up for a second, and then went back to sleep. And I was like, okay, well, she's cool. I'm not getting up. Um, but then I heard Dave leave his room and then run outside the do like outside the house mm, exactly what you're supposed to not do jack didn't even know what happened and then stefan came up and was like was everybody okay and it was like the perfect just archetype of each person <laughs> dave was like fuck you guys i'm leaving <laughs> didn't just didn't look back ran out of the house stefan was like making sure everyone else was okay first and i just didn't care <laughs> <laughs> stefan had and, broken his leg as well <laughs> yeah and and jack was asleep throughout through the whole thing but if you told my 11-year-old um, self that that was my answer, I think they'd be really happy. Because in elementary school, they grill into you that the big one is going to happen. Oh, yeah. They're like, you have to prepare for the big one. And in elementary school, I mean, Nick, you were probably not in BC, so you wouldn't know about this earthquake. But 1999, maybe? 1999! There was an earthquake uh, while we were at school. We would have... I mean, yeah, we, we were at school. school. Yeah, uh, we were at I was school. in. I had my class was in a portable, so the portable shook, and I remember I was writing something, and it, my, it made my pencil like go all over. <laughs> yeah, it was um, a porta potty actually. It was. I. I she lived. lived on the east I side. lived in a porta potty. Um, I was homeschooled in a porta potty. <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing at school that day? During the earthquake, mm -hmm. I don't remember any of the earthquakes that happened. Everyone always told me about them later. Oh, okay. Like again, like even the, during the one during the theater, I was like, "Oh, well, a terrorist attack." I thought that's what that was. And then later, someone was like, "Oh, that was an earthquake." But most earthquakes, I and just you were like, didn't know. What? Huh. <laughs> yeah. Ah, huh, terrorist attack. Guess I'll just sit here and finish watching this movie. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So that was the last. That one that happened recently wasn't wasn't so big. But the last big one was in elementary school. Yeah, but it's probably going to happen, I mean, at least from what we've been told since we were little kids, at some point in I mean, Vancouver, this right? Is what the big I, one? Sure, the big one. When's but, it going to happen? But this is what I've kind of deduced. I don't have any qualifications, so I don't know if this actually makes sense. But I feel like we've had so many small earthquakes mm -hmm. that the big one has sort of... Um, dissipated a little bit because right. some of the tension has been released over time. Sure. Is that, Is that reasonable how it works? to think? Right. Uh, or, or it's edging. Or it's edging up mm. to the full climax. Yeah. And yeah, it's going to be like extra big when it happens. Exactly. Do you little have an waves. emergency kit at home? Uh, no, I have a pouch with like a knife and an emergency blanket in it and some matches. A pooch. Uh, matches. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have like water? No, it's one of those things that, again, Dave had a whole, like, duffel bag of stuff, and he was like, yeah, just so you know, I'm not sharing with any of you if something happens. Yeah, not like, prepared. Which I is, I guess, fair enough, but also harsh. In uh, Max Brooks' <laughs> uh, zombie apocalypse book, um, he says to fill the bathtub up with water. That's, like, one of the first things that you should do, because then mm. you have, like, a whole bathtub full of mm. semi-clean water before yeah, the pipes get... But, contaminated. Um, a stopper on a bathtub doesn't keep water in there forever. So I should always have a tube of caulking mm -hmm. available. A caulk just, tube. Like, put the stopper in and caulk the tube? I mean, caulk the... Caulk the hole. Caulk the hole? Yeah. Yeah, caulk the rim. I do have some, so okay, fine. Oh, there you go. You'll be safe. Just make sure you let but it, it cure for 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> it takes time to dry and set. Yeah. In case there's a hurricane. 
it's it's just so hard because everyone's like uh plastic is terrible water bottles are the worst thing you can buy and i'm like but i need it for emergencies no i get those old-fashioned glass giant ones for like a water cooler mm-hmm. um my mom does that with like those big apple juice bottles and glass mm. and she has to change them every while so they stay fresh because they're not sealed shut Oh, she just has open jugs of water. No, they're sealed, <laughs> but they're like it's not, you know. Hey, this is maybe you should give her that caulking. I've always said that Katie would be really good in a, an apocalyptic scenario. Yeah, I'm terrible with like day to day happenings, but if if I have to kill the neighbor's kid to keep him away from my granola bars, I'll yeah, do it. No exactly. Problem. Yeah, exactly. It has to be life or death. Like, Anything in between, I'm like, I don't uh, want to do this. Yeah, like, how, what do I have for lunch today? I can't figure it out. And then cut to zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Boom! Yeah. Cannibals. I think so. Dead. Mm-hmm. Where would you go? Do you have, like, a in an emergency, do you know where to go? I heard that Kingsgate Mall is on ground that is um, has high levels of spiritual protection. Mm-hmm. So you go to the mall. Okay. So what? Explain. What kind of scenario is yeah. happening here? Uh, Can we get a little specific? So I heard this uh, via I want to hear Facebook. about the spirits first. Okay. Okay. The apparently a, a First Nations man told my friend, "If there's ever an emergency, I'm coming here because this is, uh, like protected." by ancestors or something. There's just like good benevolent spirits on that land. So why are they tearing it down? Just follow King's the Gable? drums. Uh, maybe they're creating a uh, haven of some sort. But they're building a sky train. Ooh. Well, that's a nice raised platform. Maybe the tsunami won't get you. It'll be a ghost train. <laughs> what about the the hurricane? Do you think the spirits will protect you against the onslaught of wind and jizz? Uh, Jisms. Wow, that guy's picking his nose so hard. Oh. No, he's just doing like oh, a shaka. Yeah, he's got a sweet Larry Bird jersey on. And a knife tattooed on his face. Do the people know what we're talking about? There's, oh, Do yeah. the regular listeners know what our view is like? Because it's pretty eclectic. They probably have put it together now when we randomly start talking yeah. about what someone looks like. You just can't help it. Or dogs with swinging titties. Oh, man, that dog had the nicest fucking tits. Six. Oh, sweet. Swinging titties. Milky, milky, crispy they were like, titties. They were like human titties. Yeah. Would you suck on one? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do you think milk would come out, though? Yeah. Those ones, yes. Oh, they really? Were, they, they were like they were full milky. and jubbly? They were heavy with dairy. <laughs> yeah. I think the first boobs... They, they were swinging to yeah. and fro. Do you think dog milk tastes bad? It tastes like ham. <laughs> Because their boobs are pink? Dog milk. 2%. Dog. I can't do skim. It's sour just dog too, It's cream. not the same. <laughs> the first um, boobs I think I ever registered as boobs were in Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time when the great fairy came out of the fountain. And she has these huge pointy boobs. Mm. Uh, and I think those are the first boobs that I was like... That, you know when you p- put a word on... Mm. Uh, thing and yeah. it's an idea now yeah that's what i'm talking about i got distracted thinking so, about the boobs so i couldn't finish the sentence boobs are rarely huge and pointy yeah they were very it's pointy. a very rare rarely. combination yeah not without some sort sharp. of holster um, do you, what are, you think those are gonna come back like madonna pointy bras yeah that'll come back 
I don't know. People are moving away from bras in general, so if they come back, it will be in response to the. What about a pointy bralette? It's impossible. Or just like a cup over the nipple, so it's not a bra, so you still like feel free. Like a pasty. Free. Yeah. Maybe people sure. wear those. Yeah. yeah like just a pasty. like but you know, like style you know how how these things like racism, etc. <laughs> they come and they in go. Waves. Here we go. I feel like uh, bras and corsets were really a thing, and then. In the 20s, they were like, I'm not wearing a bra, that's stupid. And then in the 50s, people were like, no, bras are cool. I like the shape. And then in the 60s, they were like, burn your bras. So I think it, we're in a burning bra burning phase right now. Mm, bra burning phase. Uh, so we'll see the pointy ones back in a decade, maybe. All Remember right. in um, Pirates of the Caribbean, the first one, Curse of the Black Pearl, when uh, Keira Knightley goes, try wearing a corset. Mm-hmm. Was that cool? Like, was that like, yeah? No. Or was it kind of lame? I wanted, uh, Remember that one scene where you could kind of cool see her nipples because her shirt's all wet? You can see her nipples in that movie? Kind of um, in the, the theatrical version. I remember not thinking, in the home DVD. I, I remember thinking her uh, her costume looked so uncomfortable because her boobs were so pushed. T- like, it looked so tight and uncomfortable. I remember feeling like, oh, that looks awful to wear. Just, you're wearing a mammogram? It's just like she was just... Penis of the Caribbean, curse of the black pearl necklace. <laughs> mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, pirates of the Caribbean, dead man's come. <laughs> Ass pirates of the carib... Of the... Of the carib... Cariboobies? Caribou. <laughs> Penis of the cariboobies. What's another one? Ass pirates is yeah, quite ass good. Pirates. Ass pirates is very good. What are the other ones? Dead there's like men. seven of them, are there? Yeah, Dead I think men there's t- seven. Katie's seen the most of them. Yeah, I saw the last one in theaters. Whew, Woo! That, that was Woo! took some stamina. Uh, Katie and I may have seen the first one in the same theater without knowing it. Wow. Yeah, as kids. I saw the first one like three or four times. Yeah, it was good. Oh, man, I had such a crush on Johnny Depp before I realized he was such a creep. <laughs> It was yeah. like his last thing. I was like, eyeliner's cool. <laughs> Did you have a crush on him after uh, Skizzer Hands? Eduardo um, Skizzer Hands? I was not really. He was really. He's really weird in that movie, and I was pretty young when I saw that the first time. Mm-hmm. But I really liked that movie. There's not a lot of movies that come out with that kind of originality nowadays. No. When was the last time you saw like a just purely OG like fantasy movie? Like all all the indie movies that come out now are like very uh, based in real life. I guess, like, They're Swiss all Army realism. Man was was one of the last surreal sort of movies I saw, uh-huh. which was which is probably why it didn't do well because yeah. it was an original idea. And it catapulted Daniel Radcliffe and Paul Dano into fame. It did. <laughs> yeah, finally. Not really. They were already Daniel famous. Radcliffe yeah, put fine. His name. Already famous. I like Paul Dano. I like Daniel Radcliffe too. Um, I don't think I know who Paul Dano is. You just like Paul Dano because his last name is Dano and my name is Daniel and they sound similar. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, admit it. Yeah. Dano. Paul Dano's in uh, There Will Be Blood. That's right. Uh, is he the one that is... Spoiler is alert. Is he the blood? He plays he, Eli. He plays blood. He, he plays the blood that will be. Okay. He originally uh, is was he a cast as in that role, and like they the, filmed like yeah, half wasn't the movie. Yeah, supposed mo- to be twins, right? They filmed half the movie, and uh, they the guy that they were working with, I can't remember the actor's name, it just wasn't working out. They probably so then they didn't had to say refilm every. They had to refilm everything again. 
I think it's like a big part of the movie. Good call, though. Oh, I yeah. Paul Dano's great. great. Yep. All right. You want to talk about art? Frickin' art. Daniel? Frickin' art. Um, what kind of art do you like? Um, like? Okay, so we're talking about, like, visual arts here. This yeah. is mostly, like, painting, drawing, graphic design. Sure, sure. This is the, these are the listeners. This is our uh, audience. It's what we talk about mostly because it's all we know about. Oh, uh oh. Uh, the fuck happened? Oh, okay. are we back? Fixed it. We're back. We're back. That was cool art right there. That was kind of dada. Oh my god, you almost did it again. It's. I was going for so like a. Oops. I almost thing. did it again. Uh, I, my favorite kind of art is um, abstract art. I like modern abstract art. Any favorite artists? Um. I like, uh, I like, you know, like the standards, like Pollock and Rothko, those kind of guys. I'm into that stuff. Don't like Matisse. Mm, I kind of agree. I don't like the cutting, the those collages of the cardboard paper. Mm-hmm. That fucking sucks. You like Miro, though. I love Miro. Yeah, I like Moreau. I like Picasso. I like most modern modern art. I think is kind of the best when they started uh, breaking breaking free. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's kind of my favorite kind of art. Uh, why? Uh, I don't think there's enough like abstraction and surrealism in day to day. Like just like kind of what I was talking about in the you know there's so many like realism movies and like realism is maybe my favorite kind of movie. Like British realism is fucking the best kind of movies, but. I just uh, I like uh, the subtlety of like feeling something that's totally abstract. The artist just isn't like uh, uh, telling you how to feel. There's nothing worse than unsubtle art. Mm, you know. Yeah. Although I don't like when something is so like theoretical that you can't really tell what's going on. And, like, you can't know the point of it by looking at it. Sometimes I just like the feeling. Like, even paintings that people would make fun of sometimes, like, oh, it's just a big black blotch. Like, I love that stuff. If it's, like, when you go see it in real life, it's, like, three different shades of black, and it's this huge painting. I I fucking love it. Love it. So you don't... You wouldn't like uh, someone like Francis Bacon or something, because it's very obvious, like... uh, No, I like Bacon. I thought he was, like, an explorer. It's not that obvious. I mean, I guess he's pretty obvious in, like, showing what? <laughs> the gro- Like, the grotesque Yeah, it's very aggressive. Form. Very angry. Yeah, I still... I, do, I wouldn't put one up... I don't know why anyone would put any of that up in their house. Like, it's... Yeah, I would but, never put it up in my house, sure. but it's cool. Art ne- isn't necessarily always meant to be enjoyed in a house. No, like it's that. nice in a gallery. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's... Francis Bacon stuff's pretty fucking crazy, though. It definitely is pretty harsh yeah it's, it's pretty brutal intense. yeah and it's pretty gross but no i like it it's that's just good like that's just it's not i mean it doesn't it's not my favorite but it's good do you have any artists uh like now even locally that you like you don't have to say but um if you have anyone i don't know the guy's name but i like you might know him the guy that does all that fantasy art that used to have his paintings up in slice of life oh will will phillips, will phillips. Yeah. Sketch Bork. Shout out Will Phillips if you're listening right now. At Sketch Bork. I like that stuff. I like the D&D style. Mm. Um, fantasy art. Fantasy art. 
I like magic card art. I love magic cards. I love magic card art. I wish that I could write for magic cards, write the little blurbs. Yeah, I like that. How do you um, get that job? I don't know. Wizards of the Coast? Yeah, you gotta go down to Wizards of the Coast. Yeah, I don't know how you get that job. I wonder if sci-fi writers write any of them. Like, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, they probably... They always get, like, guest artists and, and stuff to do the visuals. I'm sure they do the same thing with the writing. There's probably people who write magic card novels... Like, mm-hmm. same as, like, Warhammer 40K or, like, Dungeons and & Dragons. Have you never read a magic novel? I've never read a magic novel. I've read Warhammer 40K novels. But I imagine the people who write those novels probably write those blurbs. Yeah, Which, is pretty be, sweet. Right? Which is pretty sweet. Maybe they just pull captions from the books. They probably do, actually. Yeah, because it's a lot of lore that is, uh, like, super deep. And that's why they're so good, because every single time you read a magic card, it's completely out of context. Yeah, I, I loved that when I was a kid. It's like, yeah. look at the little things and try and patch together what this yeah. world must be. Yeah, it's like Obnixilisk, the Aeons Torn. And then, like, the quote is from, like, Jace the Neuromancer. And you're like, what? Yeah. Not all men who are born will die. Yeah, exactly. Jace the Neuromancer. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Who's Jace? Yeah, I love that, like, such specificity, but with no context, really. Oh, that's so good. I love that You just get to fill in this whole world. Yeah, That's the key to fantasy, I think. You, there's not a lot of pressure to, I mean, there's more on you to create the world for yourself, which makes it so much more fun. Yeah, and I think a lot of fantasy writers write like that. Like, they just throw out random specifics and then have, and then realize that that's part of the world now. And then they're like, okay. I just wrote that. Now I have to... I just made my character mention a crazy mad queen. Now I have to create that character. Yeah. yeah. Now I have to write that queen. Mm-hmm. It's like how um, uh, J.K. Rowling is talking too much about Harry Potter and, like, details. She's doing the opposite. She's... Yeah, she's... You know about this? She's like... Have you heard about oh, this? Uh, like, yeah, you, you guys heard about hey, this? Guys, oh, have you heard about this? Uh, J.K. Rowling. Yeah, apparently uh, Dumbledore was sex with her. Uh, yeah, but in giving away so many specific details, she's, like, limiting her world and closing it up a bit. Because mm-hmm. before You're, we were like, oh, I'm going to make my own version of this. Yeah. But then she's like, well, actually, this and this and this is actually how it is. And we're like, oh, I imagine it this way, but okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. So What's you like art where you can fill in your own blanks. I like art that I, I'm not even even sometimes I'm interested in that, but I'm more interested in, uh, I, sometimes I just like the way shapes and colors make me feel. And I don't need to have some sort of political thought behind it. I just like the way that a certain random assortment of colors on a palette makes me feel. Mm. I don't need to see somebody's face or usually when I go to an art gallery, I don't like going into the photos section. Yeah. I s- yeah, I see. Like, I don't like... It's too literal. It's too literal, yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to see something of scale that doesn't exist naturally in the world. Yeah, I feel and that I like way... I like color. I feel that way sometimes making art. Like, portraits are popular in certain circles, but I still feel kind of weird about doing stuff like that with faces in it because of what you're saying. It's, like, too literal and too obvious, but it's also what I am able to do, so it's, yeah. it's a tough... Uh, yeah, yeah. 
line for me to straddle. I don't know if it's, and it might just be the way I grew up. Like I had a lot of that kind of art in my house when I was a kid. My dad owned an art gallery. So there was like a lot of like, you know, that kind of modern art in yeah, my house. Totally. So you're so, influenced. So as a little kid, my spongy brain was just absorbing it. Mm-hmm. Well, like, especially if you get to see a bunch of good examples of it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And like you maybe had a little, a little bit of a view into how this is valid. Cause I think a yeah. lot of people, if you don't really experience that much abstract art, you don't yeah. know how good it can be. So it's like, ah, yeah, what is it? A bunch of goops. I could do that. Yeah. yeah. It's just goops and bloops. Yeah. yeah, especially if you see it on the on a paper, it's just not the fucking same. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, when you see like same. the texture, it's true. Oh, the, yeah. like minis- just like seeing the the tiny like your, our eyes are so good. Just seeing the tiny difference on a painting of like uh, what a big glop of paint does to it is it fucking awesome. I love it. I like the big thick brush strokes. Like I like seeing the paint on on the canvas. I like that. Yeah, it is kind of nice to see that it's made by someone's hand yes. it's very yeah you can see the expression behind it yes not to say that really tight work doesn't have elements sorry of that screen either. printers <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry Andy Warhol yeah I like Andy Warhol stuff I think it's cool yeah I think it's fine I mean it's alright it's pretty whatever but it's cool <laughs> the colors are cool you know yeah, it's fine. I don't know. I mean, it's not as interesting now as it was when he did it. I mean, his... Because it's... Yeah. We just... Everyone knows it too well, and it's it's not a new concept at all anymore. Yeah, and just his kind of, like, mass production was kind of, like, Banksy-style, like, yeah, I'm making a, a point about capitalism and art. Um, artist, you know? I'm, I'm recently discovered and stoked on. Uh, her name is... Kathy, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. It's spelled A G E R. So Ager. Ager, right? I think it's Ager. Kathy Ager. Uh, that's her Instagram. It's K A T H Y A G E R. She's like a like a Asia. A surrealist painter, but it's okay. like hyper realism. Yeah, it's kind of like um, uh, still lives. Sort of like Dutch master stuff. dark stuff. The uh, Dutch masters, but of like really strange objects and like, they're just really cool. I think Sweet. she's a cool painter. Sweet. Uh, and she's from here as well. Do you like the Salvador Dali? Well, we went to the Salvador Dali Museum. That's right, we in did. Spain. I think he's a really cool person. To be that strange. You know in what the though? 20s, at that like... at that gallery, it was like this a castle of his art basically there's a huge place full of sculptures and paintings and there was one uh wing that was uh, like friends of his and related artists and for some reason this is the piece that stood out to me to this day the most memorable piece there was a uh what do you call it it was like an embossed paper like okay I'm, i think there's a name for that but it's like relief in paper but it was of the artist asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> it was just like this beautiful piece of ivory paper with a, with an anus on it. I love thinking about... Like, it's so much texture. <laughs> I think especially when you're younger and you think about, like, olden times, you're like, oh, everything was so, like, prim and proper. And, like, yeah. people, like, people weren't vulgar. They wouldn't make dirty jokes. Like, no, this guy's... 
embossing his butthole. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, <laughs> how would you have embossed your butthole back back in the day? Like, uh, you couldn't have taken a picture of your asshole. He would have had to have look in a mirror, sketched man. it into a mirror. Yeah. No, I think he, he... No, it was like a mold. It was like... Um, well, I guess he could just take a Oh, like he mold, mold his butthole. Yeah, he might have done like a wax relief, maybe. Mm. I mean... Right. You know more about do casting butthole. sculptures. Like, could you? Could you cast your own butthole and then bronze it? Yeah. Would you bronze your own butthole? Would you bronze would your own I butthole? Or Nick, could I? Nick works at a sculpture studio. Okay, so if you sculpted something and you had to put a cast of your butthole, would you make it bronze, silver, gold? Uh, gold, obviously. Gold butthole. I'd do like a black resin. <laughs> nice. Uh, Matte black. I th- high gloss. High gloss, like the burgers of Calais. Yeah, I would butthole. like do maybe like a the buttholes a of gold Calais. fleck patina. Yeah, uh, but I think what's patina? Patina is so picture Pat- bronze is kind of like. Are you sure it's not pronounced patina? Uh, yeah, pardon me. So you start off with your bronze. It's like bronze colored, kind of yellowy, like a dull gold color. Uh huh. And then you can maybe put an acid on there and make it black. Or you could put another thing and make it green. And you're right. basically doing chemical reactions on the metal to oxidize it in some way right patina also refers to the natural aging of any texture basically so you can have like an old piece of furniture that's wood that's Mm. like got lots of nice age and grime on it and you'd say you'd call that patina as well okay so like an old person's skin if cut from their body it's like the the texture patina the texture that it's the color or develops on the outside of something as it ages this is a patina lamp so you can make my you, nana you would say the patina on my nana's skin works really well for this headboard i made for my bed right okay like when you yeah, for my you see an old car and the paint looks kind of like dusty and it's not as bright as it once was and it's like a bit worn away in some spots that's uh, a patina if um but not really because patina uh-huh. generally is a is like a sought after that is, people like that in vintage cars. If you have the original paint that's worn down in an interesting way, okay. that's more valuable that's than not rust, it. But not rust. That's Some patina. people do like rust. What? Some like, people like rust. You patina. know when you get like a, a sunburst almost of rust into old worn paint? Old worn paint. People value that. If, so uh, yeah, that's patina for you. It, so if a company... That's patina for you. If a company could recreate... Um, uh, like a fabric that felt exactly like skin mm-hmm. and sold bed sheets. Do you think it would feel good? No. <laughs> okay. No, it would it'd be not slippery enough. Oh, are you a silk sheet guy? Yeah, yeah, I do. Silk oh, it'd be silk not silk slippery enough? Smoother. Wouldn't it be too slippery and smooth? Your silk? skin's pretty smooth. Uh, speak for yourself. I imagine that <laughs> I these... Have a lot of patina. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine these sheets... Also simulate human skin, so they sweat and yeah, hair on it too. Whoa, yeah, they grow hair. <laughs> it, smells it smells like a stranger. Yeah, you have to wipe. Smells like a stranger. Sorry, what was that? You've <laughs> got the patina of my grandma. <laughs> oh, right. So no, I vote no on the human bed sheets. Okay, I vote yes. Let's move on. But could you choose like baby skin? Yes. Middle aged yes. old person skin. A hundred percent. You can choose whatever you well, want. Well, now I'm into it. Yeah. Mm-mm. Moles, <laughs> hair, you can do whatever. They can create it in a lab. Chicken pox special edition. <laughs> Limited edition. It gives you real pox. <laughs> Scratch the pox till they bleed. They really burst. 
They really scab over. <laughs> uh, okay, a painter. Wow, pick the scabs. Okay. I've been into lately. Okay. Uh, he's a guy I saw in Chicago. They had a couple of his paintings in the museum. Chicago. Goes by the name of Ivan Albright. Cool name. It's from like the 40s. And Sounds he like a bad guy. Sounds like a Marvel bad guy. He does like kind Ivan Albright. Ivan Portraits of people. Like he did a portrait of Dorian Gray for a, a film. Oh, Christ. Back in the day where he's all covered in like sores it's and terrifying. boils and stuff. Oh, don't look at it or you'll change bodies. <laughs> Uh, Remember the end of that book? That's a huge spoiler, but does that, that was a good book. Yeah, he looks at it. And then I he, really like that and book, he, yeah. And then he ages. I saw his grave. I kissed it in Paris. Dorian Gray? Oh, Oscar Wilde's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, those are very odd portraits. Very off-putting. Yeah, they're very what's, creepy. What's this How? guy's name again? Injured Cold? What was it? Ivan, Ivan Albright. Albright. Right. Injured Cold? That's the name of the Mothman. Injured Cold? Injured Cold. Oh, Injured, yeah. That's the Mothman's alias. Hmm. That's Indrid. cool. I like the Mothman. Ivan Ooze. Power, um, Power Rangers, I think. Power Rangers. I was going to say perhaps we'll take a quick break, but um, do, you want, do you want to share some work you've been working on? Perhaps this uh, a Matrix song, maybe, for uh-huh. the break? Sure. Uh, you want to you introduce the clip? Okay. Um, do you have it? Do I? Is it on YouTube? I think it's on YouTube, yeah. Okay, YouTube. What are we searching for? Dot com. Uh, born in the Matrix, Ben and Dan. I make music with my friend Ben, and uh, we have two videos up on YouTube right now. Wow. <laughs> two videos. Two videos, and one of them is a song about the Matrix. All right. Well, let's hear... Born in the Matrix by Ben and Dan. Do you have an ad before the video? No. No, hell no. I was born in the Matrix. Reborn in the real world. I've been running from the agents. I've been hanging with the goth girls. I was just a regular duder. Then I learned I was living in a computer. Morpheus said, choose a pale red or blue. Touched a weird mirror, then learned some kung fu. I was born in the Matrix. Reborn in the real world. I've been running from the agents. It's been a real wind world. Now listen up you, it's hard to explain. Woke up in goo with cables in my brain. Posing on the street in long black leather. Flying around in the Nebuchadnezzar. Mr. Smith, Mr. Smith. Well your timing is inopportune. I'm still trying to find how to bend with my mind This beautiful silver spoon Dan, what are you doing? I'm trying to bend the spoon with my mind. I, you know it's like just a movie and they... Look at an agent! What? Holy moly! I'm I was born, born in the Matrix, Matrix. Reborn in the real world I've been running from the agents. 
I've been hanging with the Oracle. She made cookies, gave me a trigger, told me to pull it. Threw out my back, dodging a bullet. Jumping off buildings, always on the run. The Oracle told me I'm not the one. Maybe one day I'll live in Zion. The next two movies were a disappointment. The Matrix. Wow. Unbelievable. That was Ben and Dan with Born in the Matrix. I actually like the second one. The second one? Contrary, the second song? Contrary to what the song says. Okay. The Matrix Reloaded. Oh, you're talking about the movie and not your second oh, song. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, I was not that impressed by The Matrix when I rewatched it. Get out of town, dude. It's so heavy-handed. Once you know what's happening, it's the least subtle film ever made. So? So, could be a little nuanced. It's a different time. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's I don't know what's happening right now. This podcast has really of, gone off the rails at this Aren't point. you one of those people who doesn't think Keanu Reeves is good, too? So you can just shut up. Um, I mean, he's fine. I guess people like him. Whatever. I don't... This is a really, un- is a really unpopular opinion right now. This is a really unpopular opinion right now. And it's brave of you to say. Yeah, I'm a bit I'll of a disruptor. I'll give you that. Um, it's just like, what is he doing? He seems like a very nice person. But as an actor, what is he doing besides nothing all the time? I, I don't fighting. even. I'm not even. Good partici- I'm not even participating. He's good at fighting in this conversation. He's a good fighter. Yeah, but that's not real fights. Yeah, but he's good choreography. It's, yeah, but he doesn't choreograph it. So? Yeah, but he's good at doing it. Whatever. Yes. <sighs> oh boy, do you ever do stage fighting, Daniel? Do you have training? Yeah. What's he, your favorite move? You know, he has a in in one of. The Netflix movies, The Package, he fights Sugar from YTV. That's Ooh, right. Wow. I partly choreographed that fight scene. I had a ton of ideas. I was like, what if she bites me? What if we do this? What if we, and then we, oh, what if she like bites my neck and like spanks me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's almost what, what happened. What if she like, ta- like introduces Rugrats and then like, then like ties my wrist to a bed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was nice though. Rugrats is a pretty good show. <laughs> Yeah, Rugrats is good. Uh, What's your all-time favorite? Good theme song. Really cartoon. good theme song. How's your kalimba practice coming, Katie? Oh, I can do that song, no problem. Reptar. Did you ask what my favorite children's show is? Favorite cartoon. Favorite kids' cartoon? Favorite cartoon is what I oh, said. Oh, just favorite cartoon. <laughs> favorite cartoon. Uh, probably Samurai Jack. Mm, good that's a pretty good one. Me, I'm that weird French movie about the blue aliens with their boobs out. Forbidden Planet or something. Wait, a movie? We can we, we uh, movies? We can choose movies. Well, it, yeah. All I said cartoon. was cartoons. I thought it was like a show. Uh, yeah, it's cartoon. Cartoon implies television show. Does it? Yes. What I, about I Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes is a show. Uh, it was an it was animated theatrical movie. shorts. Which they played on television. Favorite animated film is probably like a Miyazaki movie. Probably like Spirited Away. Yeah. Good call. Ooh, yeah. I gotta rewatch that one. Yeah. All That's the Miyazaki movies are really good. Well, you haven't even seen Totoro. I, I've saved a bunch. Nor have I. I've saved a bunch. I have some of the movies. There's some movies that I save that I know. Like, I could have watched it already, but mm-hmm. I'm saving it for the right moment. And I mean, Totoro is one of those Totoro's movies. Totoro is tricky because it's like... Uh, I have no idea what this movie you just pulled up is. Planet Sauvage. Fantastic, fa- fantastic Planet. Yeah. I think it's on the Criterion Collection. 
Um, I was gonna say, uh, Totoro. A lot of people watch as as, as kids, and it is a more like kids. Street sharks. Yeah, I found yeah. A sorry, Katie, street but, sharks. Uh, Nick put up a picture of street sharks, and I had to, to talk about it. it. Yeah, I had some street shark action. F- that was all street sharks was. Was the action yeah. figures? Oh yeah. man, that's the all. Ones that, like, of that rubber. They're so rubber and buff. Ooh, yeah. Oh, rubber and buff. They had abs. Oh, pinch that skin. Pinch um, my skin. Anyway, before I was really interrupted, so talking about Totoro is like a kids' movie, and yep. I wonder what your opinion will be of it when you see it now, because it's mm-hmm. a fantastic movie. But I feel like a lot of people who feel so strongly about it have a really like they have a tie to it as like right. a really favorite kids' movie. Yeah, I don't really adhere to that kind of. I'm I'm usually pretty biased against like the nostalgia stuff. Like I I can acknowledge not even nostalgia, but just you know it's comforting because you watched it often as a kid. Yeah, I still think I, I mean, yeah. I still think I'll like it. I think I you mean, will too. I just I wonder how that will play affect your whatever. Okay, should we play Descriptionary? <laughs> sure. All right, this is a new segment on the show. Great. Where you have to describe a famous painting to the audience. Do we say what it is before we describe it or no? Um I don't know. Should we say it and then you can look at it and play along? Or do we describe it and then see if people can guess what it is and then we answer? Well, maybe we describe it as best we can and then we reveal it. Okay. So, let's look at this painting right here. Okay. What do we got going on here? There's we're describing it? Yes. So we're in the ocean. Ocean setting. There's a lot of people having, it looks like, a bad time. Um, uh, it seems I, to be a, a raft. Yeah, key is a raft. There are a lot of bods. There's way too many people on the raft. For that size of a raft, I agree. Way too many people on the raft. Also, it looks like some of the boards are starting to come off. Yeah, it looks like some of the people like don't need to be on the raft anymore because they're bad. Like, some people have given up. There's some uh, giver-uppers there. There's someone kind of hey, with their legs on the raft and their head underwater exactly it's not like dead white but they're pointing at something every they're waving in the distance yes in the distance uh would i would my you pronunciation say... of distance is a uh, is also a hint are they trying to guess or are they writing us in and guessing yeah the phones are going off the hook right now to be fair write us in phone us in the the way the raft seems to be distance. moving from the sail on it it's got a sail but they're all pointing almost the opposite direction so this is dire straits right now I would assume from the paint pointing, they've been at sea, and they're finally reaching land. Or someone's on the same, like, wind uh, path as them. Mm. Yeah, okay. They're like, so look they're, at those guys. Because if the wind is blowing that way, then someone would also be going in the same direction. So they're waving the other, like, True. in the direction of the they're wind. They're saying, hey, you, come catch up to us. Yeah, save and us. And there's a dead person. Several. There's is, un- it su- is the sun coming up or setting? I think it's it's rising. Ooh, yeah. Because it's hopeful. Yeah, they've just gotten through like a really bad night. Man, a whole night at sea on a raft that's be falling cold. apart. It'd be cold. That'd be scary. Yeah, it's not that cold. cold. They got like fifteen friends to cuddle with. But okay. it's so yeah, that's dark. True. Be Lots so of body dark. heat. It might be hot on the raft. It's probably too hot on there. That's why they all have their shirts off. It's a little bit too hot. Do is there a little bit of peen there? Do we see Definitely some peen? Definitely some peen. Oh yeah. yeah. Peeny weeny. 
We got only one peen. There's a guy Peeny holding the... Weenie the there's a naked guy, and he's being held by someone who looks surprisingly bored considering what's <laughs> happening on the raft. Well, that guy's kind of old. He's got gray hair, so he's... he's but he's also ripped. devastated. He's, he's like Eric Bana. by this point. But he's just like... He's, he's resting his hand on his... Or his chin on his hand. He's just like, oh, brother. Oh, boy. <laughs> I hate this job. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, should we say what this is? Sure. It's La Balsa de la Medusa, a.k.a. Medusa's Raft, by Jean-Louis Theodore Géricault. So, what's the real story behind this? Uh, what's really going on? I have no idea. The Raft of the Medusa. I assume this is maybe uh, a story from ancient times. Let's wiki it. Let's open that wiki. Let's bomb that Wikipedia page. I studied this in school. Raft of the Medusa. That shows how much. Originally titled Shipwreck Scene. Um, wow. It was created when the artist was 27 years old. Wow. That's cool. Good it's work, a dude. depiction of Have a moment from the aftermath of the wreck of the French naval frigate. Medusa. Have, uh, <laughs> I've seen this painting in person. Have you guys? Probably. At I've been the to Louvre? the fucking Louvre. Pardon me. What? I've read the Da Vinci uh, Code. Some of us don't go on European travels. Well, okay. It's a really big painting. It's quite arresting. Well, Interpol in won't let me in. What do you guys think <laughs> the best Dan Brown book is? Um, definitely Angels and Demons. Yeah, I agree. Because how you can flip it upside down, it's like, whoa, it still says Angels and Demons. Yeah. Katie, Digital Fortress? What, do you, what are we thinking here? Uh, read, like, the first page of Digital Fortress, and I was like, you know what? I don't think I like Dan Brown. Uh, Angels yeah. and Demons. Yeah, it's Angels and Demons. I did read, though. It's Angels a good, like, uh, plain book or, like, audio book totally. while you go to sleep. Because sure. it doesn't really matter. Well, I read it before the era of audiobooks. I think I got it from the library. But I had to wait, like, I was in line on Ooh, hold. wow. Because it was really popular at the time. Um, Robert Langdon. All right. That was a successful descriptionary. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Great work, everybody. Write us in. Tell us how you like that segment. <laughs> uh, oh, your laptop is heavy. Tell yeah, us. Old. Write us in at snagcast at podbean dot. At gmail.com, at actually. G- at gmail.com. Ow. Yeah. Folks, never mind that. We're losing listeners. Daniel. <laughs> because they can't hear anymore. They can't hear us anymore. Okay. Let's. That was a cool painting. I wonder how big it is in real life. You know how the... Uh, it's really big. It's 16 feet by 23 feet. I told you, it's in. It's like... In what the, is that, metric-wise? It's uh, 491 centimeters See, by 716 centimeters. That's what I need to know, okay? That's what I need to it's know. It's 0.49 meter um, by 0.71 meter. You know what I think was funny? In the Louvre, uh, the um, Mona Lisa, a lot smaller than everybody thinks it is, right? Mm-hmm. It's tiny. And then behind the Mona Lisa is a giant, amazing painting of angels fighting demons. Robert Langdon, all, so and many, no so much cool it. shit, and nobody's looking at it. That's the best piece of art in the Louvre. It's an like uh, they oh, don't yeah. mean it's to be an a part of it. In it's, yes, exactly. Also, yeah. my mom was telling me when she first saw the Mona Lisa when she was a teenager. So this would have been like in the eighties. Uh, she. In said, the 80s. She said it was, uh, yes, smaller than everyone expected, but it was also, uh, you could only view it through a window behind several uh, layers of glass, mm. and it was in a room 
far away from the window. Right. And you couldn't take pictures of it at all. And the first time I saw it, or when we saw it, yeah. there was a huge crowd. Everyone was taking flash photography, and the painting was right on the wall. Hmm. Yeah. So I don't think it's real. Well, I mean, it, it's been stolen multiple times. It doesn't matter that it's not real because of what it's become at this point, like you're saying. It's only famous because it got stolen. Wait, do you think it's not the real no, Mona Lisa? No, I don't think so. What? Well, considering Why would they how they flash? did... That's one of the biggest cover-ups in the history of humanity, then. The, they, the, considering how they it was displayed when my mom saw it 30, 40 years ago versus now, it just doesn't make sense. Like, Yeah, you never really downgrade uh, care of a painting. As and, time goes on. And honestly, it, it doesn't matter because everyone's taking photos of it. Like, no one's actually looking at it. But if it got out that it wasn't the real original Mona Lisa, people wouldn't go as much. Or would they go more? <coughs> I don't know. They, it wouldn't, I don't think it matters. It's simulation theory. It doesn't matter because we don't know about it. But if we knew about it, it would matter. If people would not go to the Mona Lisa. No, but that's exactly what I'm saying. What we don't know doesn't hurt us. It's like simulation theory. It doesn't matter if our lives are formulated by some computer. It's real to us, so it doesn't matter. And if you have a secret family, as long as your first wife never finds out, it's not a problem. Yeah, what she doesn't know won't hurt her. The Mona Lisa 2. So do you think it's the second one, or there's Shout multiple? Shout out to Christine and my kids. <laughs> well, it's it's like a fake one, but the real one is in like a vault somewhere. A vault, somewhere. yeah. Don't, totally. Yeah. I but think, do they no. even have it? Hasn't it been stolen several times? At yeah, least twice. Well, that's, Maybe that's, three. That's another thing, too. It's like a painting that is such a good fake that it's valued as if it was the real thing is still valuable. Yeah, because all art is convincing people that this thing is valuable for no real reason. Mm-hmm. Why is a painting worth anything? Besides, people agree it's good enough for everyone to look at. People like it. Enough people like it. It equals monies. Even, who's that guy that painted um, who's afraid of... Virginia Woolf. Red, white, and blue, or like red, yellow, and blue. And it's just like a big, giant red canvas with a blue stripe and a yellow stripe. And... Like, people were so upset by it that it's been slashed. Like, someone slashed it in the gallery, and it got repaired. But then there's a whole controversy of whether they ruined the painting in repairing it. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what if the mm-hmm. slash was staged? Uh, well, I think the artist was dead at the time. Yeah, exactly. They were like, oh, we you're going to bump do up this. publicity. We're going to do this 30 years later. It was in his will. Yeah. Uh, what's do you have any fun things that you would put in a will? What would you, so I saw an ad I don't own much. on the bus the other day saying like talk to your family now about how you want to give out your organs when you die. Right, right. I well I'm an organ donor. That's on my cards already, so that's not really a will thing. I would really would like something interesting to happen with my body when I'm dead. Would you like it Maybe sliced? Like an, art, like, like an art piece. Like sliced in sheets and framed between glass? Yeah, that'd be cool sure. as, a, as an art piece. Then everyone that comes to my funeral gets one. Mm-hmm. You could put it in the vag. Mm-hmm. Your body sliced in pieces like that cow I in like the th- cell. The Jennifer Lopez I don't know, let someone I like, eat it. I like sky or... burials. I like just uh, decom- decomposing. Like just dropping your body you? from a plane and it lands where it no. lands. No, I mean uh, like having birds eat me and stuff. Just a co- push a coffin out of a plane and just yeah. watch it fall. Just hope it lands somewhere and doesn't hurt anyone. 
Could have like could we in do a, a show just a playground. We <laughs> turn my dead body into a marionette and like make it dance around until like a tiger eats it or something. I think it'd be cool to put your body into orbit and just have it revolve around Earth. Yeah, be Earth garbage, space burial, or but garbage. Are there like people that are cannibals and that if I let them eat my body, that would help satiate a thing to them to help maybe stop them from committing a crime? Right. Would, like wouldn't it bo- doesn't it bother you now? But okay, let's say like there is a there is a thing that the Red Cross does where they give your body to the cannibals in Papua New Guinea. Hmm. Would you want to do that? Sure. It wouldn't bother you. I don't care. I'm dead. Yeah, but you're alive now. And it wouldn't bother well, you? Well, I wouldn't let them eat me now, but yeah, if but I'm already you, dead, have at it. You're dead, and you're just like, yeah, let us uh, they can eat my body. I'd make some use of it. Is there someone that like really wants to fuck an old dead man? You let would, him go for it. So if the Red Cross was like, yeah, uh, there's... This guy's we, so horny. We can give our, bo- our bodies to people who like to fuck dead bodies. We This is a this is a new thing that we do. Hey, take it. But you what can happens, take your body and have somebody fuck it. What I'm happens to the it? body after that, though? Let's give it to the cannibals after it's that. It's a pump and dump. <laughs> pump and dump to the cannibal fair. Give it to a, a circus bear or something. I don't care. Yeah. What if it's hung up in the street? Like, for... Jesus. A, you know? What if you just ha- hang your body in the street for all to see as, like, a, some sort of crazy art piece? All right. I don't yeah. mind. Yeah, I It's let, better I, than wasting it. Just yeah. throw it in an oven or what something. If, what no, if, that's what I mean. What I, if it I was want like, the animals to eat me because... What if it was like, this guy is a bad person, he did a lot of shitty things, and we're making uh, an example out of him by putting his dead body in the center of town and showing everybody that he was a bad person. Would you care about that? No, I'm dead, so again, it will not bother me. You're not bothered by everyone having to see your dead body? Yeah, I mean, that's on the peop- them. It's maybe bad for them that they have to see it, yeah. but it what does about, not affect What about me. all the people that, like, you love that are like, oh, man, Nick sucks. Like, I didn't realize that he was a bad person, but now that his dead body's shown in the middle of town with all those people telling Again, it will not affect me in any way so cool because I'm dead. You know what? I think I'm going to go down there and throw corn nuts at his dick. <laughs> that's Sure. Have throw you, all the corn nuts at my dick you want. Have you get. ever had any... Um, uh, Run-ins with the law. Are, have you ever oh. had any artists on um, on the podcast that do uh, performance art? No. No. Not that we know of. What do you mean by performance art? Like stage Abramovich, <laughs> like Abramovich stuff. Like, oh, oh yeah, I don't know anyone like that. I'm gonna stand in the middle of the square and jerk off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There was a guy that did that. Uh, I can't remember what. I'm pretty sure it was an art gallery we went to, Katie. And it was the art, the art, the exhibition at the art gallery wasn't him, but it was like pictures and description of what he did in some video. Mm, and mm-hmm. one of his exhibitions was he built uh, in one of the rooms of the art gallery. He built a, a separate floor like that was a little bit higher. And then he lay under the floor so you couldn't oh, yeah. see him, but he was there and he jerked off under the floor. And no, that but, was the art piece. But he also had pain administered to him. At the... Wasn't that? Yeah, he, he mean, was he jerking did, off. He did lots of different That's stuff. That's how you do it. That's there was one. Um, and it said specifically that he was jerking off to the sound of people's feet. That was specifically mentioned. Well, this might have been another stunt, but he, like, was experimenting with, uh, like, pain receptors pain. and turning it into pleasure pain. as an art piece. Hmm. Like a centibite. So he was getting, like, shocked. Mm-hmm. Um, but then had tra- like trained himself to, to yeah, anyway. Yeah, that doesn't Pain. seem that hard to do, to be honest. 
But he did it like under a floorboard type, or like in a room or something. <laughs> this guy like does that. everything under the floorboards. He does <laughs> everything under floorboards. Yeah. You never see him. Um, never I'm see him. Eating a nice spaghetti dinner <laughs> under, under the, the floorboards. Floor <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna lie here and listen to my podcasts <laughs> under the floorboards. I'm gonna watch the big game under the floorboards. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well. Go Pelicans. I have to pee. So. Pee pee time. Let's take a short break. Let's take a short break for the PP time. Here's a song that came up somehow on my Apple Music that I really like. Let's give it a listen. Frank Moody with Pheromones, official video. Senses are over Cause I'm caught up in your undertone You say our star signs Just ain't compatible track yeah it's pretty good uh, that guy keeps popping up on playlists i don't know if he's really famous or if apple just knows i like it i just can't get enough of that funky <laughs> track uh daniel yes what's the weirdest acting job you've had um 
What's the, the strangest thing you've had to do? The strangest thing I've had to do in my acting career? Mm-hmm. Jeez, um, I don't know. Uh, I haven't done a lot of, like, weird, like, random stuff. Like, I haven't done any, like, commercials or... I think you have a funny coincidence in acting in that he did an episode of... Uh, Supernatural, mm-hmm. and was cast with some other guy, and they both were like small parts in the episode. And then we did a movie together. Yeah, and that's then right. they were cast as lovers in a in a movie. That's oh. probably the weirdest one that I have. I think like that's a cool coincidence. I mean, it's not a coincidence, but it's a cool series of events. Yeah, it's a cool series of events. Do you think there's Let something about it. just you two in combination that works? Like you two look interesting next to each other. No, it just ha- so they just happened for some to be reason that cast. fits. I think it was actual, mostly total coincidence. Yeah, I think it was actually. I don't think anyone casting the movie was like, I saw these two yeah, in no, that episode of Supernatural. No, never but do you think that, it's possible that two different people saw each of you and were like, hmm, yeah, these two guys? Because there's something about the two of you in combination. That but works on a subconscious t- level. Yeah, but that Maybe. didn't happen during the supernatural they're casting. They're barely together. The- that happened during the casting for the movie of Alex Strange Love, but that didn't happen during the supernatural casting. That was probably the weird the weirdest one that I did was I got killed by the goat man on Supernatural. Hmm. The Goatman. Mallet to the head. The goat man. And then it just turned out in that episode uh, episode twelve eighteen, The Memory Remains is the name of the episode. It's on that, Netflix, check it out. That episode it just had a Scooby-Doo ending where the goat man was just the guy in a mask <laughs> trying to summon the real goat man, like an actual demon, which I guess is kind of a cool turn for Supernatural because they usually do fight real demons. So this one was yeah. like, the Scooby-Doo ending wasn't was an actual twist right. well, for Scooby them. Yeah, don't. I see. yeah. Scooby-Dooby-Doo. Like a good solid Scooby-Dooby-Dooby ending. Um, Scooby-Dooby-Doomy-Dirty. When I worked at the Cobalt, they filmed a scene for Supernatural in there where they mm-hmm. brought a bear in. Uh, so they brought a grizzly bear in. A real live it, bear? Yeah, a live grizzly bear, and they made it, like, smash a table up. That's fucking sweet. Did you see it? Uh, the episode? No, the real the bear. The bear, yeah. Yeah, I got within, like, a couple feet of it. Uh at, bear. At Bart on the Beach... You're not allowed to make friends with it, though. No. At Bart on the Beach, I had to be a woman one time in Romeo and Juliet. There was, like, a big uh, party scene, mm-hmm. and they didn't have enough girls in the cast. So I had to dress like a woman, and I had very to wear Shakespearean. yeah, very Shakespearean. I know, and they, I had to wear a dress and a bra and pads on my hips to make it look like I had a big booty. Yeah, that was kind of uh, so. That was I yeah, and heels, then and then heels. he uh, mm. decided that he was an expert on bras after that. <laughs> I got really good at undoing my bra. Like I could do it in like a second. I was like. I can just pop it over. But it's harder to undo on other people. Then I tried doing the same technique that I did on myself, on Katie, and mm-hmm. it didn't work as well. What if something st- with the angle. My, what if you stand in hand. front of Katie, reach your head back I behind done, her I back done that. that? I could have done that. But yeah, like back do, to me. Yeah. 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 But it was a di- it was different facing. Very sensual. <laughs> I could get it out so fast. It was cool. I felt cool. And I got to wear heels a lot, which was kind of fun. Hard he- to wear heels. Did you find it hard? Yeah, I, I did, don't find it that hard, I to did, be honest. I didn't find Walking it that hard. Walking all day? I didn't find it that hard. I, I, ca- I found it kind of day. fun, actually. It made me feel like Iron Man, like a robot. Like, they're very, like, mechanical. Yeah, see, that's the thing. To walk well in heels for an extended period of, of time is the challenge. Mm. You could, Sure, you can wear heels and walk around and look like a weird ostrich <laughs> whose knees don't bend the right way. 
I think but it, I that's think not walking in heels. It seemed to me like just walking in heels for a long period of time was difficult. Yeah. Like if you it's, go out for a night, it's gonna hurt by the end of the night. My feet already hurt by the end of the night. Yeah. Wearing heels, you're gonna hurt even more. Mm-hmm. Do you have dance training, Daniel? Um. Can you tap dance? I'm really shitty at tap dancing, but I did do a tap dance class at theater school. We had some dance training, and I have been hired as a dancer in The Music Man at Theater Under the Stars one time when I was still in school. Um, I'm a pretty good dancer, but uh, I don't really have any training. Hmm. But I'm pretty good. Same. I'm pre- pardon me. But I'm pretty good. Yeah, I can dance it up. I've always wanted to tap dance. I know. Cor- I can do- pick up choreo pretty quickly. I'm very bad at that. I'm so bad at that. I can learn, like, two moves. Yeah. And then no, I, I lose have, track. I, I have it in my brain. There's so much that my just trying to do the move and then actually making my body do it and then doing it properly is one too many things. Mm, yeah, like, as soon as you... You gotta focus on the next part. Like, okay, go so gotta fast. really, really flick your hips on this one. You're like, yeah. okay, ready? We're gonna do this. It's here, 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 bot, boop, bop. Bang, 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 bang. like, okay, let's try it. Five, six, seven, eight. Here, here, flip, dip and rip and chop. And I'm like... Wait, did we count it in yet? I, oh. I, my, why did we start sta- counting at five? I'm, I'm just standing there. My pants fell down, and like that's all I got. <laughs> and one, two, five, six, seven, nine. <laughs> I, uh, I, I do, I do mime down. a lot. I'm, qu- I'm quite uh, proficient and trained mime? in mime. Ooh, I like mime. And move. I would say I'm more trained in movement than dance. Uh, I don't know if that's uh, – <laughs> Pretentious. I don't you know just if that's say? a yes. theater pretentious thing to say, but that is. Uh, I'm trained in movement. Oh, I'm trained in movement too. I flail a lot. I did a lot. Of, uh, I did a lot of the dance. movement uh, for Curious Case of the uh, Dog in the Nighttime. Yes, Daniel's nominated for a Jesse Award for this play. A Jesse Award. That's right. Wow. That's which awards? It's the it's the Vancouver Theater Awards. Mm, so it's very like the Tonys. It's like the Tonys. It's the Tonys but of Vancouver, and not for theater. musicals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Small Tony. Yeah. No, the musicals are the Ovation Awards. The, the Ovulation awards. awards. Yeah, the Ovation Awards are the awards for musicals in Vancouver. But the Jesse's still award. Jesse's are more prestigious. Sorry, Ovation Awards, but uh, because Jesse's also award musicals. This might be controversial. This might be controversial. But no one is gonna hear this in the theater community, I guess. But Unless does it matter winning an award in the city? No, it doesn't matter. And like, isn't everyone there just already like? Don't you know everyone? No already? one cares if you won an award. No one cares if you win. No seems- one. You're not going to get any more work. No one's. Go- if you yeah. win a Jesse, no one's going to be like, "Wow, they won best lead actor. They must be a good actor. I should hire them." Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. Guarantee. Well, yeah, because that's happen. not how no you cast a, a role. And are you ever surprised yeah, at but- who wins, or is it like a popularity contest mostly? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's usually a popularity contest. So it's like. Oh, so yeah. you're it's saying you're politics. very popular. It's all politics. Well, I haven't won yet. Hmm. Yet. But you've won before. I My want sister won an acting award recently. Oh, really? An Actra award. Actra? UBCP Actra. Yeah, I have one of those as well. It's a nice award. What does it look like? Piece of glass? No, those are the, the Jessies are like a square piece of glass. Actra awards are like, uh, they kind of look like a sag. They're like, it looks like a sculpture. It's like a bronze, it's a bronze sculpture woman. of like a woman holding her hand And her out. dress is stuck like in her ass bogan. crack. Nice. Yes, you can see her ass She's buns. basically naked. You can see her bum It's buns. a really, it's a great award it's tight. to um, hit someone over the head with in an emergency. It's really heavy. You could stab somebody in the eye hole. 
Yeah, she's yeah, she's got like a spear or something, right? It, no, it's just her hand. Oh yeah, well it's very it's sharp. Very spear-like. <laughs> but she's pointing her finger. It's yeah, like it's the Terminator. Spear-like. It turned into a blade. It's like mm. <laughs> her hand is a blade. A blade. Have you guys seen Blade? Yeah. Uh, not in a while. Blade's awesome. It's about like a vampire that doesn't pay taxes. Yeah. yeah. And Sick. then it rains blood. Sick. So when are the Jesse Awards? When do you have to go? Uh, sometime in July. I don't know exactly when. I see. Yeah. It'll be fun. Do you have a fun agent and you call them and you're like, why am I not getting work? And they're like, oh, I got you a thing for this guy. Yeah, my agent's crazy. She lives on the island, so she doesn't even live in Vancouver. Great start. She's like, uh, she's kind of like your stereo, like, what what do you picture when you picture like a stereotypical agent? Joey's agent um, in France. Yeah, That's a, loose buns, smoking exactly cigarettes. exactly what she's like. <laughs> Daniel, exactly. yeah. yeah, I'm going to make you yeah. a star, honey. Yeah. That's exactly what she's I like. I promise. She laughs like that. She goes like, <laughs> and she sends me emails, and the whole email is in the subject line, and there's nothing in the email. Oh my god, that is great. It's fantastic. I love her, Lisa King. That's though a great. I, that's also I haven't great. gotten any work here in Vancouver for a while, so I'm kind of like, uh, can I get some uh, work, please? I'm gonna get you to be the BC Hydro guy, where you don't know how to use a light bulb, and then a guy shows you how to use it, and you save money. Yeah. Can you play like you're saving money? Just screw it in. What's the Just weirdest? Screw in the bulb. What's the weirdest role that you've been asked to read for that you don't think is appropriate for you? Mm. You know what I mean. I auditioned a while ago for like that. TV show, that CBC TV show about the blood doping scandal. It's called like Undisclosed or something. It's a CBC Is limited Kai's series. Is sister in that? She might be, yeah. And you, you were up for Powerlifter number three. I was up for a 15 year old boy who like gets AIDS accidentally from <laughs> the blood scandal. You know those steroids full of AIDS? Yeah. It's a lot of like, I don't want to audition for a 15. I can't be a 15 year old kid. I mean, even like. like take me off that list. Just take sorry, me off the list. mister, but I can't ride a bicycle that fast. I've got AIDS. <laughs> hey, uh, for this role, you should just do an impression of me. Uh, your <laughs> agents just do me. Those people want to see themselves, you know? Yeah. Um. I mean, Daniel's played teenagers in the movies he's in, obviously. Exclusively it, 17. It's. And it's common in American movies for teenagers to be like thirty plus, yeah. but I'm not thirty. Or I plus, mean, like Daniel's got a beard. I mean, not like a full-on beard, but he has to shave his face because the hair grows there, uh, and he has to have a clean-shaven face when he's doing movies and stuff, and they put makeup on it. But there was definitely some scenes in um, Alex Strangelove where I was like, "That kid's got five o'clock shadow. <laughs> <laughs> that kid nice. is not." That's good. Yeah. Dad, why won't you let me? But also, the car? C- probably because I was looking out for it. Yeah, I should just laser my face hair. Off. Wax it. Oh my god! Yeah, but the laser lasts. I could just laser the hair off so it never comes back. And just play seventeen forever. Seventeen forever. I wish she was. Seventeen <laughs> forever. <laughs> I love that. I love that shit. There's so many songs that are like, oh, she was just 15 yeah. years old. Can people stop yeah. being surprised by the fact that musicians are creeps and love sex with underage people? Uh, the Sam Cooke lyrics, she was only 16 and I was too young to know. <laughs> wait, what? So yeah. wait, he was 12. Yeah. It's he one says of those his age that... in the song. I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Let's look it up. 
I think he says that he was 18 or something, and she was 16. It's a beautiful song, either way. Yeah, it's a nice song. <laughs> it is a nice song. Yeah, there's Only lots 16? of songs like that. Only um, 16. Anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I audition for lots of stuff that isn't me. Um, but Oh, you audition for a lot of roles where you don't play yourself? Where I don't play <laughs> myself, surprisingly. That's uh, weird. You, you should a, audition for more docs. Do you have a dream yeah. role? Um, Theater or film? That made my heart no. Hold on, what do you want, Dennis? He says, don't worry. Sorry, I'm looking at the door behind you guys. Oh, haha. He was just peeking through the studio. He was Also 16. Okay, so the verdict is this song is not creepy because they're the same age. It's a yeah. classic Sam Cooke. Everybody thinks he's creepy and a bad person, oh, dude, but really it's just a conspiracy. The Sam Cooke documentary on Netflix is killer. Is there one? Yeah, it's really, really good. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. They call it the two Cooking with Sam Cook. the King. Yeah, it's all about like character assassination and literal assassination. Assassination. It's, it's really good. Was Sam Cooke assassinated? Dude, watch the documentary. It's All right. really good. He fucking was. The mafia got him. Uh, it's fucked. Yeah, there's an interview with the woman who allegedly was a like assaulted, and she's like, "Oh uh, yeah, he like um I don't my... know, like came at me with his dick or whatever." Yeah, it was my agent. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. Watch it. It's really good. All right. But I'm also like I like watching music documentaries. I happen to really like Sam Cooke, but I like watching music documentaries in general. Just I think they're interesting. Okay, well that brings us to another segment. Okay. I like to call Egg Update. What you watching? Oh. What you what you what you watching? That's what good. you what you wanna watch? Uh what are you watching? <laughs> Sam Cooke Docs? Sam Cooke Docs, yeah. Uh I watched... Daniel was watching a show he was pretty stoked on. I don't watch a lot of T V. Mm, I actually but don't you did watch a whole season of something. <laughs> but since we have Crave Plus, I figured I'd check out some of the HBO shows. Um, usually I don't fucking watch TV because everybody recommends me things and I don't give a shit. I just tune out. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, since the, but HBO you cannot be denied. Um, Whoa, that dog's oh, hanging a like sick a little, elbow at like the window little, like, of a car. He's like a little husky mix. He's a I little bet it's a baby pup. Just chilling, looking at shit. I think it's a Pomsky. Such a relaxed attitude. Dude, wow. don't jump out of the car. Oh, he wants to, though. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Get He's going to get here. his head taken off by the bus. Get me out of here. Oh, wow. Well, solid dog drama happening outside the oh, window. Oh, get me oh, out. Get God. me out. Pull him back in. Pomsky. Husky and Pomeranian mix. No, Pomsky. Pomsky. Uh, you were watching news. Pretty Little Liars. I was watching a TV show. Was it Since we have the HBO, Crave Plus, I'm watching the HBO shows because they're really good. Sure. Um... Watched uh, Big Little Lies, <laughs> yeah. Cole Kidman, Shailene Woodley, Reese Witherspoons. Uh, it was really good. Meryl Streep season two. Meryl Streep season two. I can't. I, I watched a little bit of the um, first episode of season two, and I gotta wait. I was like, it was too much already. The yeah. first line is like, you need a summer the, to process. The first the line is Meryl Streep saying the word rape, and I was like, okay, oh, oh, I need oh. to. I need to wait. 
I need to wait. Okay. I just binged um, the first season pretty hard. I gotta wait. But it's good, and I recommend it. And Reese Witherspoon is fucking so good in it. Holy crap. Sweet. Hola. Um, most recent movie that I was excited about, a uh, Swedish movie called Border in English. Check mm-hmm. it out. Don't look it up. Just watch it. It's on Netflix. Uh, I've been watching a lot Speaking of... Speaking of original movies, that's a good one. I didn't know you guys had a bong in the studio. I've been watching a lot of videos on reclaiming gold through oh, like chemical people... processes. Oh, Have you seen those guys who... Uh... Whoa, look at what that crow has in its... Chicken wing? Did you see that? Chicken wing? That crow had a whole bird in its mouth. Um, have you seen those people who, like... They they're like urban gold Explorers. panners, and they like find gold. They like sweep up dust from sidewalks, and I don't think this is a, a cool way to do it. And like, I don't think it's very successful. But it's uh, they find gold flecks in the in like what the city, and then they just accumulate as many gold yeah. flecks as they can. Yes. there's no way that's worth it. Pound of it I something. know it's gross. It's a lot of city dust you have to sift through. So they yeah. sift through. Yeah, what, what do they sift through? Where just they, like they they'll just go sweep on the sidewalk, the yeah, and like what? sweep it up. How much gold can there be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know the numbers? No. I need some stats. I don't know the here. numbers. I Give just facts. I need to some find stats this. and facts. Stop. Anyway, I don't turns out know. you need like a bunch of acids and stuff to like melt away mm-hmm. one metal and mm-hmm. turn that into suspension and then you take this and then add another thing and I it will makes say the metal turn solid again. I don't think this guy was reputable. I think he was like, it looks like gold. It's gold. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's kind of shiny. That means it's gold. Is there? There's a lot of gold in there. Uh, I got like five golds. So, you know. Gold is gold, you know? Gold standard. Uh, <laughs> like I'm pretty sure he also collected old cigarette butts and then cut them up and made new cigarettes out of them. So you know. Well, that's just cost effective. <laughs> yeah. Gold edition. Paul Malls. Gold standard. <laughs> Is there any great art that's made of gold? Um. Mm. Yes. The gold asshole. Go the to the golden asshole. Go to the Bill Reed Gallery, right here in Vancouver yeah. on uh, like Hamilton or something, something around there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a room of his gold work cool. that is unbelievable. Cool. Oh, I have a new artist as well. Gold oh, work. Well, speak amongst yourselves. I find my phone when I wrote this down. Yeah, it was one, like, one gold, of the first times gold. that I understood why people valued gold so much. And like, right. whoa, that is an amazing looking material. Sh- I want it. Right. Yeah. I want to hold it. I want to have yeah, it. Yeah, we often don't see gold in its most uh, extravagant form. Yeah, you don't see like 20 karat gold no. that's polished. No, no, but it's amazing when you see it. You're like, wow, that's shiny in a way that doesn't totally make sense. Yeah. I want to like feel how smooth it is. Yeah. I bet it's really nice and heavy. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we were at Granville Island recently. Fun mm-hmm. place to go when you want to go on a fun. If you want to have a fun panic trip. attack. Fun day date. In public. A fun no, day. During the week, it's not so bad. Anyway, um, so this one shop had these ceramic bowls, um, and they were they're handmade in North Van by this indigenous artist named Stuart Jacobs. They don't have an Instagram, but yes. they they have like tag like hashtags of, of their stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They're from the Squamish Nation. They're uh, ceramics were so cool, like very traditional um, indigenous art style, but really bright primary colors. This is a terrible photo, but um, ooh, that's cool. Kind of uh, very cool, just animals and just really beautiful ceramics. Squams. So check it out, local art. 
The indigenous uh, have created some amazing gold art. That's for sure. What was uh, that artist's name again? Stuart Jacobs. Stuart Jacobs. Yeah, I really wish they had some sort of social media Instagram type thing. Cause I feel like it's important to repeat the name of the thing you were talking about at the end. Because I always am listening to podcasts. Yeah. People will say oh, something sandwich. like, I don't really care about that. And then they talk about it like, mm-hmm. oh, that does sound interesting. Yeah. What was it again? And then they never say it. Sandwich. Yeah, I, I should have like made note of the store. But it's it's in Granville Island. If you walk around, you'll probably see it. It's They're all in the window. Um, there's just like great primary color animal bowls. Very cool. Stuart Jacobs. Theory. Have you ever guys ever done like pottery, like throwing clay on a wheel? No. It seems very fun. It seems very fun, and it's also one of those things that, as I grew older and had more and more hobbies, I had to make the decision: like, is this something I want to get into, or can I just appreciate it? Mm. And I decided to just appreciate it. I think it would be so satisfying to feel that clay oh, totally. slipping it against your palm. very fun. And then smashing it down. Yeah. Well, I had an idea to do, to learn, to not learn it, but to sit in a room, as speaking of performance art, mm-hmm. sit in a room and have people come in and tell me stories and I'd throw something. Every person would have their own like ball of clay and then I'd make something based on what they were telling me and uh, how th- things were feeling and then put it on display. So each conversation would have almost like the way a record is recorded. Mm-hmm. It would be in the form of like some sort of clay vessel. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I thought so. But it's one Who of the many the ideas <laughs> in the vault. Don't steal it. Yeah. Um, what are you working on right now? Both of you. Daniel, do you have any upcoming projects? Are you learning lines? I'm writing some short films to apply for, for some grants. Uh, short film I'm working on right now is, um, it's kind of a fake documentary. Uh, it's a sports documentary. Like, Have you ever seen one of those ESPN sports documentaries? 30 for 30 or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, 30 for 30. It's like that. Um, and it's about a... Uh, a uh, world where there's also as l- there's people and there's also half cat half people like Ooh. cat people and uh, it's about uh, a basketball game that happens between and there's a very famous cat person basketball player against a very famous human basketball player Ooh, like space jam 2.0 yeah it's kind of like space jam cat jam there's no looney tunes or monsters in it and it doesn't follow that plot and michael jordan's not in it is charles barkley but- in it Oh, I wish I could get Charles. His agent won't respond. Apparently, it's very difficult uh, to uh, manage athletes in film. Like for Space Jam Well, they're two. not actors, for one. Yeah, they're not actors, but they have agents. And, and not only do you have to um, negotiate with their agents and the actor, but you have to negotiate with all of their sponsors. Right. So, like, if they're sponsored by Nike or they, No, we can't have them drinking uh, milk latte. because yeah. we have a, like, anti-milk company yeah. that we also own. Exactly. So, it's like, he has to be wearing Nike, he has to be drinking Herba Mate, he has to be smoking Pall Malls. It's also very LeBron rare James, that an athlete is able to speak like a human being on camera. I find often they yeah. talk like this. Yeah, yeah. I feel like a good director can make anybody speak normally. They just kind of have to know how to talk to the actor. What's going on? Here? What? Who are you? Where am I? Nice to meet you. Where am I? 
Where am I? What a crazy day we are having. Wow, that exploded. <laughs> wow. Don't kill me. Have you ever Don't filmed... kill me. <laughs> Have you ever filmed a scene with explosions or cool effects like that? Um... Have you ever been shot with a squib effect? No, I've never been shot with a squib effect, no. Um, I've been on, like, there's, like, a fight scene I had on a boat where uh, one actor was whipping me with a fishing pole. Okay. And so I kind of had to get up on the boat, and the actor would whip me with this fishing pole, and then I had to fall into the boat. And then the other actor, stuntman, came up on the boat, and then uh, at one point we had to, like, gun it on the boat and the stunt actor fell off into the water oh that's a dangerous stunt so that was pretty fun and i've been in the i've been in the uh a car with the stunt driver lady um there's a couple scenes in the package where there's some like car some car pull uh the car like skids on the road and then there's another part where the car um we do this drone shot where the car passes another car on the lane and goes really fast and uh, I was in the car both times. I don't know why I wasn't in the car. I didn't need to be in the scene, but they just let me. I was like, this is a stunt scene, right? Can I be in the car? And they're like, yeah, sure. Ooh, Doesn't really matter. Good. I was like, fuck yeah. So then I got to sit in the car. Uh, probably an oversight by them because, uh, you know, I was one of the actors. And if I got hurt, it would have hurt the movie a, a lot. But the stunt lady was the lady who did – she did the stunts for a lot of crazy shit. But she did um, – the stunts for Jennifer Lawrence in the X-Men movies as oh. Mystique. Oh, wow. And she was like, yeah, you know, uh, like, they put me in full makeup and, uh, like, basically everything in that movie is me. They just CGI Jennifer Lawrence's face over my face for all oh. the fight scenes and all the stunts and stuff. Wow. It's like, that sucks, dude. That's also weird because a big thing with that movie is that Jennifer Lawrence was wearing a skin tight suit and it was like ooh you can like see your boob shapes right yeah but it's not even her boobs it's not even her boobs it's the stunt lady's boobs oh man yeah Hollywood stunt boobs gets us again yeah stunt boobs you gotta have a boob double do you have a body double that you always work with I had do you st- have a doppelganger I had a stunt double for the package yeah there's one part where they had to get us is he like the same age as you or older he was? I don't he's know. Like he's a 50-year-old like black man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with a big beard, afro. <laughs> so ripped. He was, He was. Uh, I don't know what age he was. I'm not ageist, okay? I don't ask that kind of stuff. Okay. I just... Uh... <laughs> Have you had the experience of, like, going to an audition okay. and you walk into a waiting room of people that all look just like you? Oh, yeah, all the time. Also, when I worked at the Lego store. <laughs> Everyone that comes in just looks like you. That Everybody brief... that worked there looks like <laughs> you. Yeah, that was weird. It was a brief yeah. stint in Daniel's life, but uh, that was weird. Okay. I worked at the Lego store one holiday. Uh, it's when it's busiest. I thought it'd be fun. It wasn't. I went into the Lego store maybe two months ago uh-huh. with a child. Yep. So it was okay. Did the... you know the child? No. <laughs> I just met him in the courtyard. Hey, I met him by the Orange Julius. Me? You want to go to the... The Lego store? Um, the employees there yeah. really want to tell you about things that you can buy from oh, them. Oh, man. And they, have to. And, and they have to. Yeah, this is the thing about the Lego store is you have a script that you have to follow when you talk to an, uh, uh, a customer, a potential customer. Every single person in the store has to say it to you? Every person it's too much. It's a small store. Every person <laughs> has to say the same thing. There's a very important line that you have to say. It's, it's a your, Lego It's an st- opener. It's your opener. Okay, what right? is it? So you're not allowed to ask them yes or no questions because apparently... You can't give them the option to refuse it. Yeah, exactly. Right. You can't give them the option. So the line you're supposed to say when you walk up to a person is, 
So, who's getting a Lego set today? Ooh. Oh. Yeah. That's so manipulative. Because then the it? kid Who? is like, I am. Is it me? Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's the And li- then the parents are like, yeah. why did you do that? Now, I can't yeah. afford these. There are hundreds of dollars. Yeah. And I couldn't do it. I was like, I just can't say that. And my manager, uh, he had a little uh, divot on his lip where spit would pool. Oh. <laughs> So I couldn't listen to anything that he said because there was always like a, a little. It's um, very important that you to ask yeah. them who's getting a Lego set today. There's a little <laughs> lagoon of, of spittle right there Oof, on his lip all the a time. A lagoon of spittle. And sometimes it would it would uh, Spider-Man web with his tooth like kind of stretch like mozzarella cheese. Uh, yeah, so I couldn't understand anything that he said. Okay, mozzarella everybody, come in for the pre-shift kiss. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Who's getting a Lego set today? <laughs> yeah, so I, I hated working there. And you had to wear these big um, yellow aprons. Like you were like a, like you were <laughs> yeah, a you Lego character. Messy. They made you look like a Lego character. They made like, you wear these gloves where your fingers <laughs> turned into like a cup shape. And, and there was a hat with like a little, like a, a circle A tiny on yellow it. fez. And sometimes they just stacked us. You made you wear these like underwear that's like this like sort of jock strap thing. They cut huge holes into the back of your legs. This is how they get you to work at the Lego store. They they make it seem like you're going to build Lego sometimes. They're like, yeah, and every once in a while you get to build, uh, we'll give you a set. You get to build it, bring it in, and uh, that's the uh, like the display piece. Mm-hmm. But th- th- you, Do you think so they give it you never homework. happens. <laughs> yeah, they give you Lego homework, which it, sounds awesome. You're like, yeah, I'll build Lego. I'll pay, you pay me to build Lego. That sounds great. It's the but Le- they only do that for like the, the veterans of Lego store, oh. like the higher ups. Is the Lego store like Uber... In LA, is everyone an actor there? Um, like, is that when why I worked there? Is that why they're able to give you a script to work with? Because they're Who's like, Who's hey, getting it's... a Lego set today? <laughs> 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 Who doth receiveth Lego set this aft? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I got the job because two, there were two of my friends who are actors, both worked there. So I guess so. Yeah. It's like a part timey thing. So I feel. It, uh, actors usually inhabit the part-time job worlds. Bartenders, you know, like servers kind of thing. Like, oh, can you pick up my shift? Have you had any weird part-time jobs? Lego store. That's my weirdest one. That's the weirdest one? That's not the weirdest. Yeah. Yeah, Daniel's like, you didn't have a lot of grunt No, like work. chicken yeah. pluckers. Uh, chicken oh. pluckers. Uh, you know, I did have one job where uh, I had to, it was kind of like landscaping work, but it was in malls. Like when you walk in a mall, there's lots of plants in the mall. At least I, for me, I didn't notice that until I started this work. I was like, wow, there's a lot of plants in malls everywhere. There are, yeah. Big potted plants everywhere. Big tropical plants. So to install those plants, they have to do it at night. So we would go into the mall after hours, after the mall had closed, and take plants out and put plants back in. So we'd get to go into the underground of the mall where, the tr- mm. where our trucks would unload the plants and then go up through these fucking crazy evil like Resident Evil Silent Hill elevators that you had to shut with like a huge metal lever. Ooh, I like this. With tiny little windows in them that were sweet. So we got the underground of the mall and then above ground mall, they just kept the lights on and just played the mall music all night. Mm. All night. Empty mall music playing, walking with a, with a little wheelbarrow thing full of plants. That was a weird, that was a weird job. That's, pr- that's cool though. It's cool. Yeah. Anytime you get to be in a space at a time other than when you're normally there it's is so interesting. Cool. I just thought about like 
paintballing or go-karting. I was like, this place it, would yeah, be so rad to th- paintball in. This was a while ago, so if I, f- I feel like if you had had this job now as like, a, you, I guess you were like a teenager then, right? I was a teen. In, in the age of smartphones, you'd have a lot of really cool empty oh. mall footage. Yes, But we didn't, we didn't have like video phones. True, so. yeah, we didn't have video phones. I had an iPod, but I didn't have mm-hmm. a video phone. And that was also the first time I ever worked with somebody who had been to prison before. <laughs> oh, for what? Uh, stabbing a guy. Hmm. If uh, if you were to start a career as an artist, mm-hmm. what style of art or what avenue of, of like, what medium would you choose? Uh, I thought about this a lot. Okay, um, twofold. Uh, I don't know how to draw. I'm not talented as an artist, right? Like, I can't really draw things very well. But, uh, like, I like the abstract art. So, I w- so, number one, I would love to just get a shitload of paint, like, thick globby paint and make abstract art with that like just experiment with colors and stuff mm-hmm. uh number two on canvas or like on yeah canvas okay. yeah i don't know what that is that's the that's like the cloth thing that right. everybody paints can i paint on i can hear can you. i paint on gold what can paint was that gold? you did you just say that you can't hear me can I, what are you gonna paint on gold oh shit that seems like wait okay katie take your headphones off shut up <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna bend over. Katie spilled nude all over the all over the soundboard. No, I didn't. Uh, okay, so abstract, globby, like just I'd play like King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard albums and just paint with my hands, uh, or like a performance artist. But I don't know what I do. But since I'm an actor, I was like, I guess I could do performance artist. So you you choose paint. I choose paint. <laughs> yeah, or 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 a performance art, but I just don't have any good ideas. Right. I like what well, Shia LaBeouf do does. Any other performance artist? If, if I could, what? I said neither do any other performance yeah, artist. Yeah, that's true. They don't ideas. have any good ideas. What are you talking about? My clay idea is great. Yeah, that's a good idea. And I liked when I uh, think people uh, misconstrue performance art sometimes. It doesn't have to be so performative, you know. I like I'm what Shia LaBeouf does. Shia LaBeouf does some cool stuff. It was that one where he went to a university campus and he rode the elevator for like. 24 oh, yeah. hours straight and it, there was just a lineup and anybody could ride it with him and just went up and down yeah. filmed it all that was cool it's a cool use of his rec- recognizable yeah fame. it's on YouTube and then he also did one where he just watched all of his movies in an, in reverse chronological order that was awesome yeah that's crazy that was really cool Shia Shia How, LaBeouf uh, was at Katie's art show yeah well Drew's we art show as well show? in LA yeah. I don't know if we it's talked about sick. it we did at actually Think Space yeah well, it's F- pretty FK- cool. FKA Twigs was there. Shia LaBeouf was there, too. Um, how are your Tortellini sculptures going, Nick? Oh, yeah. oh cool. Uh, they're coming along. I'm doing some, been doing some test castings with different materials. So I've done some so wax. Far poop, Wait, so what do you make? So far, poop doesn't work very well. What are you making here? I'm making uh, Tortellini. 
I start, started out of plasticine, and then I've uh -huh. made a mold, and I've been casting them in wax, which I'll then send to a foundry to make uh -huh. bronze ones. A foundry! Ooh, but they're going to be so edible, I'm going to want to eat one. That's exactly that's, the, that's point, the point, my right? boy. It's like a, it's a, it's a, it's a material that you can't eat. It's a thing that normally exists only so temporarily. You uh, never really get to handle because they're too delicate. Nice. And then you eat them and they're gone forever. So right. here is a version that is just the opposite. It'll be around forever. You can really handle it and cool. feel but those little curves. But it's just as precious. Exactly. What kind of scale are you going to go for? One to one. One to one, baby. I mean, one, one to, to one. One to one. What about giant? Have you ever thought giant? Then you'd be like Jeff Koons. Ooh. You should do a giant one that you can go into. You can oh. be the filling. Okay. I like the coon, I man. I can you guys be like your filling, baby. baby. I can melt right in your mouth. Yeah. All right. Chocolate tortellinis. Mm, I love turtles. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I've been trying to cast oh, also yeah. out of uh, Forton cement, which is like a gypsum cement. Uh, so it looks kind of like plaster, kind of like gyp gypsum. Gypsum, sorry, you, I you said Egyptian. Uh, but the problem is pressurizing it in the right way to get into all the little cracks and crevices and crannies and nooks. Yeah, does it have a little bubbles? Um, it can. The material can have bubbles, so I'll I'll put it on like a vibrating table mm. after to try mm -hmm. and shake those out. Does Ooh, that not a vibrating help table. Go on. <laughs> Does it come in uh, fun colors? The table? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. What kind of kind vibration settings? Uh, uh, you can do like a, a custom pulse. Ooh, custom pulse. Oh. Can you get a partner to pulse it for you? Yeah, yeah. We, there's a little remote control. Oh, you can like okay. sit on this table across a, a busy bar and nobody knows that you're vibrating the table except for your partner. Can we bring in our own table? <laughs> yeah, it's, we're good, actually. We brought our own. We brought our own table. We can just put it in. And we're just going to sit on top of it? <laughs> do you guys like Jeff Koons? Um, I actually do. I yeah, feel I like mind. he gets a hard time, but he makes some cool stuff. It looks cool. Who cares, you know? And he has enough money to try things that other people can't afford to try. Sure. Uh, yeah, his Michael awesome. Jackson statue is super oh, strange. So weird. No, it's perfect. It's really, yeah. It's really perfect. It's aged really well. Yeah. Because he's Which gotten is not something you'd expect. He was already so fucked up and weird, and he's gotten even weirder in hindsight. Well, he's dead uh, now. Do you know which yeah. sculpture I'm talking about? No. It's, um, it's, it's Michael Jackson with his chimpanzee. Bubbles? With bubbles, bubbles. yeah. And it, it just, it's so strange and static. It's chimpanzee bubbles. Like, there's no life in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's weird. Um, and its eyes kind of follow you, it feels like. Come on, uh, but yeah, I, uh, but I actually Bubbles. really like that. I actually really like that sculpture. Yeah, I like it too. It's, it's very so strange. strange. It's very strange. He did jinx. Uh, strange jinx. I saw a thing they did recently. It was like a Medusa head cast in glass. Oh, that's so cool. But Cast in glass. Yeah, I think Medusa so is a really dope myth, underutilized. Yeah, and a lot of people don't know the real story behind it, and it's such a cool, sad story. It's not cool. It's got rape in it, but it's it's a well, cool it's a, story. It's a Greek myth. They all have rape in them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, cast a Medusa I was just head on the stage. Glass. I thought you were gonna tell the story. Oh no! Look it up, guys. Picture Wiki it. Wiki it. Greece, three thousand BC. Shh. Ah! Ah! Anyway. Open on 
a god raping a sheep or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, he cast a <laughs> he cast a glass Medusa head, and it took three months for it to cool in the mold before you could open it. Wow, three months! And they had to do it like four times before they got one that worked All and right, didn't yeah. break or have any mistakes. Amazing. Yeah. So just that, it's a lot of that's glass. That's a big endeavor. That's so cool. I think glass blowing is really, really cool. I sometimes get lost watching glass blowing videos because it's mm-hmm. it's ma- so magical. Yeah. yeah, and it's you know sometimes you watch videos of people who are good at something. You're like, ah, it seems pretty easy. I just do it and they try it. It's hard. Glass blowing still looks hard even for people that are really good at it. Yeah. Like you can tell there's a lot of effort involved. It's a physical involved. art. They have that wand thing. I like how it looks so pipe, like yeah. it's so hot. Anything it's that's just, heated up and has changed color because just, it's hot. Yeah, I just think it's cool. so cool watching a material uh, like go through so many phases mm-hmm. of, of physical form where it's it's right. bright and hot and glowing and then it cools and then it changes color and then they can cut it also with scissors and then blow it some more and then put patterns in it and then make manipulate the shape by blowing it into a form and mm. then letting it cool and then smashing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. cool. It's very, it's just, it's, I think it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Glass is pretty cool stuff. Again, watching those um, gold reclamation videos. Uh, think about all these crazy asses they do. The it'll melt copper and turn it into like a weird suspension of thing. But mm-hmm. glass is just fine. And like, mm-hmm, glass can withstand yeah. so many crazy yeah. things. And it's Magic. technically a liquid. Yeah, that's freaky. Yeah, weird, right? It's slowly moving. All glass is slowly moving downward. It's like the the largest scale thing that can kind of make you understand how quantum physics works. Yeah. Sure, if you uh, see an old window that has like the bow in it, because it's like yeah, it's been like dripping for 150 yeah, years. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, very strange. We are all made of glass. What are do you think we? of uh, of becoming a diamond as a body, as something to do with your body? Oh, so um, you could put your uh, body into a diamond and yeah. someone could wear you. So you bur- you you cremate, you get cremated, and then That's they compress so cool. your carbon into a diamond. I would just want it to have special powers and properties, though. It would. The power of love. It's the power of love. The power of love is a good thing. Uh, stronger and harder than a bad girl's dream. Would you want <laughs> nice that? one, Huey? <laughs> Nick, would you want to be in to the... be stronger and harder than a bad girl's dream? Uh, yeah, aka yeah. be I a wish. diamond when you're dead in your dreams. Um, yeah, you could do that with me. That's cool. Cool. But then who, I can do anything who with you once you're dead. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm excited. You want to fight? Turn me into like a balloon animal? I don't know what I'm gonna do yet. Yeah, what if you just like try to see how much air you could pump into a person until they ex- before they explode. Yeah. And then you go like, <laughs> all around the room. <laughs> I'm thinking of just wearing you like over top of me. Okay. Yeah. You want like, to tan my hide? Yeah. Body glove. And yeah. make a... And just be walking around and do like uh, street dancing. That would be pretty cool, I think. If you skinned my body and then put it back, like taxidermized it empty yeah. so that you could put it on. I don't know, yeah, guys. Then. There are some dudes who've done this. And, yeah, but uh, non-consensually. I'm saying have at it. Yeah, next down for everything. I don't know. It's not. I, it's not that part that's disturbing. <laughs> what part is disturbing? The part where the someone decides it? to be okay with wearing a person's body. Why not? You wear a cow's body. Yeah, You're dressed head it to toe in leather right now, Katie. It doesn't have their face and hooves on it. Well, who can afford that? That's the top top tier. 
top tier, baby. Would you wear a leather jacket that was a cow's face on the back? No. Come on, that would be sick. Is be- it vintage? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the cow would be dead by now anyways. Yeah. <laughs> is it like stretched out like the cow's face is stretched? Yeah, or is it it's, like it's, it's lightly like a mounted stuffed? it's a mounted uh head yeah, on does your it come out? Yeah, it's style. it's only like does you know, maybe two, three inches deep at the thickest part, at okay. like the eyebrow or like yeah. the, the tip of the nose. I'm familiar with that width. And the rest of it kind of... Yeah, me too. With that width? Yeah. Three inches? It's a chode. It's called a chode. <laughs> it's, a, it's a full tuna can. Uh, it's called a chode. you never seen one before. <laughs> the guy who's... Just like so, the guy so who, proud of it? The guy who's pompous but has a chode. It's called a chode. Why don't you take a picture? It'll last longer. <laughs> okay. Trust me, it's good. <laughs> Trust me, I can make it work uh, with... We try. I've had the chode for a long time. Yeah. The pompous chode. You're such a chode, dude. The pompous chode. The pompous chode. Sounds like a bar the that no one goes chode. to. The pompous chode will be right back. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Pompous Chode. Um, yeah, it's $15. It's a PBR. <laughs> Coming up next is The Pompous Chode at 7.30, followed by The Littlest Hobo at 8. <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap this show yeah, up we're, here. <laughs> we're running down. What do you guys want to plug? Rip, Daniel? Wrap, wrap it up. Rip, rip, wrap do you want to send a message to the, the Jesse cr- committee? Don't vote for me. I don't want to win. I don't want to make a speech. Someone else win. It's not true. You want to make a speech. I've got some pretty good jokes. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for this honor. I really, I didn't really have anything prepared, but um, you guys ever, you take taxis? <laughs> What's the deal with this? Have you noticed these rates? Uh, true story. Um, uh, here, I'll just tell you the story. Uh, so, and then you just go into Hey, so, uh, a little bit about me. I want uh, to represent all actors who have chodes out there. Uh, I'm an open about my chode. Uh, there's too many kids in our schools with chodes right now that are feeling bad about themselves. We need to end online chode bullying. I think it's important for chode visibility, so I'm advocating for chode visibility week. Boys, let's wear those Speedos. Be proud of your chode. Let it... Let it, let it ride. Out I'm part there. of the visible dick minority. Chodes. <laughs> um, cocks have only certain. No, it's cocks. Oh. Cocks hot on display, <laughs> especially. Nice. <laughs> what would be the opposite of a chode? Like a really thin, long one. Yeah, pencil, uh, pencil dick. Pencil dick. Yeah, great. <laughs> it's a great insult. I love that Isn't, one. Doesn't Bill Murray call uh, a guy from the city pencil dick? dick? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, pointy at the end. Yeah. Pencil dick. You got to sharpen it. Yeah. But it's got an eraser, so it's all good. The, like, if only it had an eraser. If you make a mistake. <laughs> the eraser's on the other end. Yeah. Your butthole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? Your butthole is kind of like an eraser. It's pink. It, it looks the same. Okay, Daniel, where can people follow you? Um, on the uh, on the street, on the street outside my house, it's tough. I'm I'm everywhere, man. Carmen San Diego. Um, on the internet, Instagram at Doni D. D O H E N Y. D D. No underscore. Nope. All right. What are you plugging? Um, I'm plugging Monday Night Karaoke is at Twelve Kings Pub. Come sing a song with me. I'm also gonna plug. Being nice to uh, animals and children. Nice, solid plug. Katie, what do you have to plug? Um, I'm gonna plug going for walks outside. 
Get some fresh air, folks. Get some fresh air. It's summertime, shine. Smile at people. It's okay. Thank you so much for listening today. Thanks, Daniel, for coming. I, I go for mine. I got to shine. I throw your hands up in the sky. All right. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.